That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Hold on a minute here. I just want to sing a little bit with Robbie, my boy here. I'm still high and... No, I'm not. Just kidding. Pain away. But how many days did I numb the pain away? Me up like a Did you say a somersault, Robbie? I'm not sure. Love this jam, man. Situation trigger finger. Can't get that high. Either way, literally, or whatever. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in today. How's it going? How you doing? I'm coming to you live from a hotel room in Fresno, California right now. My voice is a little raspy, extra raspy, because we've been hosting a, a bunch of meetings out here the last couple of days. I've been doing quite a bit of podcasting, and uh, now today I'm going to end our little trip uh, with a podcast today. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, by the way, I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to that Sober Guy podcast. In case you didn't know that, I don't know how you couldn't because you had to click on the button to listen to it, but you never know these days. We talk about drugs. We talk about alcohol. We talk about recovery. We talk about some other random shit as well, depending on what kind of weird mood I'm in, what guests we have on. Sometimes we do some monologues. Sometimes uh, we have guests. Just letting you all know, just in case you're a first-time listener, welcome. Love to welcome you. Glad you're here. You know, uh, if you're listening to this, chances are you or a loved one struggles with addiction. And that's why we're here to talk about the stuff, help end the stigma, break the stigma, keep it out in the open. There's no shame in it. We're trying to uh, better ourselves and better our lives and our families' lives too. So on today's show, we're going to talk about willingness. We're going to talk about honesty. Um, we're going to talk about open-mindedness and what all that has to do uh, with recovery and especially early recovery too. I just want to say real quick, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not giving advice. I'm not seeking advice. I'm here to share my experience in the hopes that maybe something I've been through uh, that's helped me or uh, prohibited me in advancing in my life as a human being might help you out there. So that is the purpose of the show. And it's also because I like to have a fucking good time. I love doing this shit. I really do. I love recording. I've loved it forever. I'm an artist. I love doing it. It's a creative outlet for me and it helps me share and helps. I've really underestimated in the last, uh, you know, five years that we've been doing the show, how much it's really helped to keep me sober. So I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all the emails we get and the messages. I mean, my inbox yesterday morning when I woke up was um, just flowing with messages from all over the place about people trying to get sober, stay sober. Um, what can I do? And I just want to tell you guys, I appreciate uh, you having some faith in me and kind of leaning on me, but I can tell you what, I definitely don't have all the answers. Uh, but back to the beginning, what I was saying, this is an opportunity uh, to share some experience, um, some things that we've been through, whether it's myself or guests that come on the show in the hopes that it helps you guys out there. So keep listening, keep tuning in, keep listening to other podcasts too and going to meetings and all that stuff. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram at realthatsoberguy and on Twitter at Shane Raymer. I still have no clue how to use Twitter. Uh, so Instagram is the best spot. 
Um, we're going to uh, talk a little bit today really fast in our, um, in our sponsorship plug here for Foundations Recovery Network. We want to give them a little bit of love. Thank you so much for supporting that. So glad we've worked with them for a couple of years now. And I wanted to tell you about innovations in behavioral health care. Uh, Foundations does these badass conferences around the country. We were just one. We were just at one down in San Diego at Innovations in Recovery. If you uh, go back just a couple of episodes, I think we recorded eight different shows down there. Some amazing guests, amazing content, live from Hotel Del Coronado. Uh, this next conference coming up is in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I actually will not be out at this one, but I want to tell you a little bit about it if you're in that area uh, and how you can check it out. It's at the Factory at Franklin. It's June 20th through the 21st, uh, and that's. Um, uh, innovations in behavioral health care hosted by Foundations Recovery Network. Let's see who some of the speakers are going to be here. Let me pull this up real quick here. We got the agenda here. Um, let's see here. I'm pulling the uh, keynote and general sessions up right now. So you got Tara Connor. Uh, you got Katie Myers. Mark Pirtle. And Marie Williams is some of the keynotes. And then you got all kinds of breakout sessions uh, trying to see if, um, oh, Wes Gear will be back there, founder of Rock to Recovery. I know Wes, he's been on the show before, good dude, doing lots of cool things through music. I mean, man, there's all kinds of, 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 uh, of breakout sessions and speakers um, and great ways to connect, especially if you're in the industry. Um, and uh, check that out. It's June 21st, June 20th and 21st, 2019. The Factory at Franklin Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare, hosted by Foundations Recovery Network. Shout out to Glenn. Shout out to Carly, the teams at Foundations. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting the show. All right. And then let me give you this resource too. If you're struggling out there, if you got a loved one who's struggling, do you need some help? Do you have some questions? You can go to foundationshelp.com slash sober guy, or you can call 833 833- 81 sober. That's 833-81-SOBER. You can talk with, with an admissions coordinator about treatment options. You can ask some questions. Um, get all those things that are on your mind, off your mind, and figure out what you're going to do. One more time, it's 833-81-SOBER, foundationshelp.com slash sober guy. Let me tell you about one live show we have coming up. It's June 23rd. We got lots of special guests coming, uh, coming into the live show. I know... Um, uh, Skylar Stone is going to be one of the guests, and then we have to be determined a couple more, but it's going to be a good time. Tickets are 10 bucks. If you're in the Los Angeles area, come out and support us. Support your own recovery. Get involved. Meet some people. Have some fun. Uh, we're going to have a good time, that's for sure. You can go to improv.com slash Hollywood. You can get tickets there, or you can go to thatsoberguy.com. Click on the live shows tab, and that'll take you directly to the link, whatever's easier for you. All right, I think that's all I had for announcements other than I'm down in the taint of California once again, Fresno. Uh, beautiful city, beautiful city. I, I do like it down here. Dude, I, I got to tell you what, I got to give a little love to a spot called the Doghouse. I went to this spot called the Doghouse last night, um, which a buddy of mine uh, told me about from down here, who, who's from down here, and he said, bro, you got to go. If you want some barbecue, you got to go to the Doghouse. It's right over by Fresno State. So uh, this was my first time going in there. And this place had the best tri-tip sandwich I think I've had ever. Maybe in a long time. I can't think of a better one that I've had. I mean, they just loaded that shit with meat, barbecue sauce. The bun was like grilled just a little bit. Had a little bit of coleslaw with it. Bro, I was stuffed afterwards. But damn, it was good. So a little bit of love to the doghouse. And if you're in Fresno ever, man, check the doghouse out. It's pretty damn good. 
We're going to talk about willingness. I don't like these topics today. They seem kind of boring to me. I'm in, I'm in one of those moods. I don't want to be boring. I want to have fun. But willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness, sometimes recovery is not always fun. But it is at the same time. That's the caveat to that. So what is willingness? How do we become willing? Are we willing to get sober? Are we willing to stay sober? Are we willing uh, to go to whatever length that we might have to go to uh, if we want to stay sober? It's a good question. Honesty. What about honesty? What about being honest? Are we honest with ourselves? Are we honest with our family, with our friends, with our jobs? Most importantly, ourselves, I think, to bring it back. If I'm not honest with myself, how can I be honest with anyone else? I live in this false sense of reality. It's a delusion. I live in the delusionary pine at some times. I don't even know what the fuck I just said. But it felt right. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about open-mindedness. Being open-minded. Um, I think that falls in for me to not judging either. And I'll give you some examples of that once we get to that. But I want to bring it back to the top and start with willingness. I had a lot of, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I had a lot of messages this week, emails, messages on Instagram uh, with people struggling out there. And uh, it hurts my heart when I see that because I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. I've been there. Um, and in times, there are still many times throughout days that I struggle with my own stuff. The only difference is, is I'm not leaning on alcohol or drugs to cope with it anymore. I got to feel it and I got to try to use healthy, positive ways, uh, communication, the podcast, exercise, uh, meeting with my sponsor, step work, all that stuff, going to meetings, you know, all that stuff is stuff that I need to do uh, to replace that tool of alcohol. And if I'm willing to give up my tool, which is alcohol, which is drugs, whatever it is, maybe it's both, it was both for me. Alcohol was always at the center of it all. Um, I gotta be willing to give that up and I, it's scary, right? I know one of the messages I had, it said, you know, I, I wanna stop, I wanna quit, I wanna, I'm tired. That was a big thing, I was exhausted. You know, so I feel you when someone says, man, I'm tired. I'm, I'm just exhausted, man. I understand what that feels like. You're just over it. But how do I give up the tool that I've leaned on so long in times of joy, in times of despair, angry, happy? All those emotions, a lot of the time, were centered around the tool that I used to, to cope with it all or to numb out to it all if I'm not coping with it that's a tough thing to uh to kind of wrap your head around especially if you're in the early stages of deciding if you're going to quit I know one of the big things for me was how am I going to have fun how am I going to have fun it's like damn everything I do revolves around some sort of substance and most of the people I hang out with or places that I go or places I am. I don't know if that even makes sense. But wherever I go, basically, there's alcohol. There's party time. And that's all I know. How am I going to function? Well, you got to 
change. I had to change. I had to change my whole lifestyle. Almost just hocked a loogie in the hotel room, but then I forgot I'm in a hotel room. I'm not in the garage studio where I can just spit it right on the floor like a sun. But how do we do that? How do we step out of that? It's scary is my point. I understand. It's not easy. There's a lot of fear involved in that. And I wore it for years. You know, I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop years before I actually did. I, I, and I hear that from a lot of people, but we just don't know how. And we just can't imagine our lives without some sort of substance to lean on. I love what TJ Woodward said. And if you go back, I think we titled the episode, What If I'm Not As Messed Up As I Think I Am? It was live from the Foundations Conference, uh, Innovations in Recovery down in San Diego, a few episodes back. And he talks about, it's much more about unlearning stuff than it is about learning. Our minds are conditioned. My mind is still conditioned with things that I'm having to unwind and undo. And that's a tough thing to uh, to break sometimes. You know, it's it can it can be uh, it can take a lot of work. You know, and 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 the work put in work had that sign up on my garage. I've mentioned it a few times now. I feel like in the last couple of weeks is a reminder. I need to put the work in. And so willingness is really where it starts. Am I willing to stop this shit? Am I willing to take that next step and go all in and say, I accept the fact that I have an issue here? Whatever that looks like for you. I accept that fact and I'm willing to do what it takes to fix it. That's it. You know, and I feel like this should be a, a, two, a two-parter here after we get to, through these three because there's some things that follow these up. But before I get too ahead of myself, let's just, uh, let's just stick with these. The willingness. And I think, that kind of, I think that kind of entails what the point I wanted to bring up is I had to be willing. Nobody could tell me that I had a problem or I needed to get help or you need to do this, you need to do that. Fuck you. That's kind of what my mindset is. A lot of the time when, when people try to tell me that stuff, I've always been like that. I think a lot of us in recovery are like that. You know, we don't want to be told what to do. You don't know. I got this. You know, that's not always a good thing. Or it could be a good thing sometimes depending on what situation and how you're using that strength. Because it is a strength, I think, to have that kind of attitude. Like, I got this. I can do this shit. At the same time, if it's something as serious as alcoholism or addiction not going to work. At least it didn't work for me. Haven't seen it work for many of my friends either. You know that are in recovery and trying to do it, you know, on their own. We need community. We need to be around people and we need to be willing to admit that. So that's where willingness really starts. It's it it should be willingness/acceptance, I think. Or maybe acceptance/willingness. I accept the fact I have an issue. I'm willing to do what it takes. That's goes into the next one which is honesty. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do, or at least one of the hardest things, is to be honest with myself and, and, and finally admit to somebody else my faults, my wrongs, my inner thoughts that only I think I should know about or that I should you know, keep to myself, my insecurities, my fears, 
Fears is a big one for dudes, right? How do you get honest about the shit that you're scared about? You know, maybe I'm scared that I'm going to lose a job, you know, which is something that I've been through recently. You know, maybe I'm scared that my finances aren't going to work out this month. Maybe I'm scared I can't pay my damn light bill right now. And, you know, my light's about to get shut off. I've been there too. Maybe I'm scared I'm about to get booted out of my house. Been there too. You know, maybe I'm scared that I'm going to die if I don't quit this shit. How about that one? How about that one? I, I, I got to that point where I don't know that I was necess- necessarily scared I was going to die, but I just didn't care if I died. That's a bad place to be in. When you got a, a, a beautiful family depending on you, what if you just died? Not a good spot, right? We got to be honest with ourselves. We want to live, man. We got lots of life to live. We want to step up to the plate. We want to be there for our families. We want to succeed. We want to serve others. We want to be in a good place and enjoy this short-ass life. This motherfucking life is short, son. So short. And we got to enjoy it, every moment of it. And I don't tell you this to tell you I'm telling me when I'm telling you if that makes sense. I speak this shit out because I love it. I'm passionate about it. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I believe this stuff. And the more that I say it, the more I believe it. That's what I'm saying here. And being honest with myself is where it starts. Like, what do I got ahead of myself today in the moment right now? Okay, it's early in the morning. I'm in a hotel room. I'm going to clean up all my shit in here. I'm going to go over to the conference room that we uh, booked today. I'm going to do a corporate podcast right for the corporate show and then I'm going to I'm going to finish that up around noon I'm going to drive back while I'm driving I'm going to say I'm driving right now cuz a lot of this stuff is in the moment I can't remember who just told me that recently but so we were talking about living in the moment and then I'm going to get home and I'm going to kiss my kids cuz I miss the hell out of them I haven't seen them for a few days and my wife and and I'm I'm going to be in the moment tonight when I get home you know but I don't mean to get crazy on you, you know, but in, in, in the honor of being honest, what if I what if I didn't even make it home tonight? Would I be enjoying the moment and the time that I had before? You know, I don't know. I'm not trying to even get into all that shit right now. I'm already going down a dark path. See, see where my mind can fucking go? My mind can go down some crazy ass shit sometimes. That's some future tripping right there. And, you know, if I wasn't doing the podcast right now and trying to stay on, on track here and so I can keep you guys engaged, that thought that I just had, well, what if I don't make it home tonight? That could fucking destroy me in a moment. I could sit and dwell on that and for a while until I snap out of it and go, man, Shane, what, what are you doing? Why are you thinking about that kind of shit? So the mind has a mind of its own, Right. The mind has a mind of its own. One of my favorite meditations from Noah Levina. I heard that. I don't know. I, I, I doubt he coined that. I'm just, that's the first person I heard it from in these meditation sessions. And that just makes so much sense to me about how much power the mind has. And the, and the power of the mind can lie and can, can make me not be honest with myself. And then I start going down these paths of whatever. So I got to keep that in check is what I'm saying and be honest and be asking myself, am I being honest with myself right now? 
what reality am I living in right now? Is this truth? Or is this me trying to make truth fit into my box so it works for me and it's comfortable for me and it, and it goes my way? That's not really being honest for me. And I have to be very, very careful of that because if I'm not honest, I'm not doing the work. I'm not doing the work. You know, I lied to myself for a long time thinking that I had it all figured out. I thought, you're good. You got this. You still got a job. You're still doing your thing. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> that just reminded me of old school. We're running through the gymnasium and we're streaking. Frank, everybody's doing it. He was hammered. Frank the Tank, baby. Okay, I'm getting off track here. What the hell was I talking about? I can't even remember now. Damn it, is KFC still open? <laughs> oh, man. Honesty, honesty, honesty. Honesty's key. Look, got to stay dialed in and being honest with ourselves first. Can't beat a dead horse too much, but that's where it starts. It's really where it starts. So we've kind of covered willingness a little bit. We covered honesty a little bit. Let's talk about being open-minded a little bit. Why not? Open-mindedness. Open-mindedness. The one example I can give for open-mindedness is something that I've been through and experienced myself, and it's something I hear a lot of other people go to or go through or talk about or mention. And being open-minded, they go, well, or I don't want to speak for other people. Let me speak for myself here. I said before, I'm not going to those fucking meetings I don't need to go to meetings. Who need that shit? That's not for me. I'm not one of those people. I don't need that shit. That's being very closed-minded. I had never been to a meeting. I had never been to a meeting when I was saying that. I had only heard about it, maybe seen something about AA in a movie or a 12-step program, NA, Celebrate Recovery. I don't want to just single one out because I've, I've actually participated in quite a few and they've all been great. They've all had things that have helped me in my recovery and I'm so, so, so thankful for that. But at the time when I was saying, oh, I'm, I'm not, fuck that, I had no clue. That's not being open-minded. That's being so narrow-minded. That's being very judgmental. That's not even giving myself a chance. And a lot of it is fear-based. I've had a lot of people talk to me about being scared to go into a meeting for the first time. What am I going to do? You know, what are they going to say? Do I got to talk? Are they going to ask me who I am and if I'm new? And, you know, there's a lot of fear there for people in that. And I, I get that. But I can tell you that in the meetings that I've been through and in the, in the groups, small groups and recovery program, both inside and out, just groups in general, Every group I've been to, people have been so welcoming and so open and so willing to help. That's what they're there for. That's what groups are there for. We're there to help each other. And so being open-minded to that is, a, is, is, is something that we have to do in order to get there because we have to set aside those preconceived opinions or thoughts or what-ifs or what my uncle told me or brother told me or friend told me you know or I saw on on tv or heard on a on a podcast or a radio I mean I guess what I'm trying to say is you only know through your own experience that's what I'm trying to say I only know what helped 
me, what worked for me through my own experience. And that meant being willing, being honest, and being open-minded. And then next to that, showing up. You know, I've had a couple people, a few people actually, more than a couple, a couple few, how about that? Got a couple few. Tell me that they've went out in front of a meeting and they just paced back and forth on the side of the building or in the parking lot. They wasted the whole meeting because they were scared to go in. Now, you might say, oh, well, that sucks. Well, you know, depends how you look at it. At least you got to the parking lot. At least you got to the side of the building. That's one step closer. One step closer to walking through that door and potentially changing your life. That's where it's at. Little steps, baby steps, as Bob would say. Anybody seen What About Bob? Dr. Marvin? Dr. Marvin? Dr. Leo Marvin? If you haven't seen What About Bob, please watch it. One of the best. Do we have a salt substitute? I'm sailing. I sail. All right. My apologies. But you got to be open-mindedness. You got to be willing to walk back and forth in the parking lot. <laughs> and here's, here's the best thing about that. I know one of the guys in particular, and I can't remember what his name is now. I want to say he's from the, from the East Coast. We had chatted a couple times. My apologies on, on the name thing. But he goes, eventually, he did this a couple times. He walked back and forth and, and didn't go in. And then eventually he went in. And he told me it was the greatest thing he had, he had done. He felt so proud that he mustered up the balls to walk through the door and sit in this meeting. And, and he had the greatest response People welcomed him. He felt wanted. He felt comfortable. He felt like he was in the right place. One of the things that I like to say, you're in the right place. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at, son. That's where it's at. Now I'm just getting crazy. So willingness, honesty, open-mindedness. I hope something... Something I said in one of those three can help you a little bit today. Maybe there's something that speaks to you just a little bit. Remember what I said about baby steps. Little steps at a time in the right direction. It's not about perfection. Another cliche tagline there for recovery. Progress, not perfection. But it's true. Got to make a little bit of progress. We're not trying to be perfect. A little bit each day. I'm actually learning that with trying to get in some better shape myself. It's a good example for me right now. You know, how hard is it if you're out of shape and you can apply this to recovery too? It's the same principle. I'm out of shape. I'm not eating well. You know, this is a couple months back and I'm feeling lethargic. I'm feeling slow. I'm having a hard time keeping up with my son. And you, you maybe get a couple of days where you eat well or maybe you get a run in and then you fall back into that same pattern. Maybe it's, if you apply it to drinking, maybe you get a couple of days sober and then you're back drinking again. And then a couple of days and back drinking, you know, it's that pattern that we fall into. It's very easy to fall into it. But once you kind of nut up and you go, fuck it, I'm all in. I'm doing this. I can do this. I got support. I know I can do it. I want to do it for me. 
And I know the rest is going to bleed into my family, my friends, my job, everything. I'm going to do it for me first, though. Man, you get some momentum. And trust me, it's like a freight train. Just, you get a, you start rolling, man, and it just, it feels so good. Like, man, I feel so, I feel so much better than I did two months ago. And I got a ton of work to do in the, in the old uh, fitness department for sure. But like, I'm doing things in, in just over two months that I would have never been able to do two months ago. You know, and that little bit of progress, not perfection, there's still a ton of shit I can't do. My mobility with my shoulder issue is very frustrating sometimes. I can't do a lot of overhead uh, weightlifting and overhead stuff in general. So I'm trying to stretch and, you know, work these muscles out so I can get that mobility back. You know, but I'm not focusing on that and beating myself up and going, oh, you shouldn't fucking work out then, Shane. You suck. You can't even push a bar over your head right. Which my mind does tell me that sometimes. And then I go, yeah, fuck off. Shut up. I'm not listening to you, the brain. <laughs> You're just the brain. You're just a separate entity in my mind that wants to fuck with me sometimes. That little committee. Fuck off. Excuse my language. But for real, I don't listen to that shit. I'll give you another good example, too, of, of enduring that I experienced uh, this last week that I thought was great, and then we'll wrap this thing up. There's, there's a hill in Vacaville called Wyckoff. And it's down the street from my house, about a, about a mile, maybe two miles down, mile and a half, somewhere around there. I don't know. I never, I never actually did the distance, but it's roughly about that. We'll call it a mile. How about that? And this hill is brutal. It wraps around from one street, which is Buck, and it wraps around to Monta Vista. And you start on Wyckoff. There's a bunch of nice homes up there. And the hill is basically steep I mean it is steep man and it goes for a minute right a few months ago I could barely walk that shit I could barely walk it and last week I'm running it right but about halfway through that I'm running I'm about halfway up and I'm I'm getting winded I'm feeling it in my legs my hamstrings and something kicked in as I thought that little voice came in and started telling me you can't do this you're not, you couldn't even walk this two months ago. You're not good enough. A voice comes in, man. It's there. The mind, it's powerful. It wants to fuck us, take us over, destroy us, really. Like I said, apply this to alcohol and drugs. Apply it to fitness. Apply it to anything. Apply it to your marriage. Apply, apply it to relationship, to your job. Those thoughts. And you know what happened? My mind immediately told it to shut up. It flipped the switch to gratitude. And I said, man, God, I'm so thankful that I have these legs that hurt so bad right now to keep running up this hill. There's people out there who don't even have legs that can't run right now. And they'd give anything to have these legs burn and be on fire right now to run up this hill. Man, that was so powerful for me to just keep going. Gratitude. Understanding the little things that we have that make our lives easier or better or enjoyable, like legs. I mean, I know it's, it, it, it sounds like, okay, whatever. But for real, think about that. So what, what's a trick that you can use to, to combat 
that little committee up there that tells you that you suck or that you can't stay sober or you're never going to get the job you've been looking for or you're never going to make enough money. You're always going to be fat and out of shape and have dad bod. <laughs> right? Woo! Yeah! <laughs> I got to play with the little soundboard real quick. But for real. So get to a meeting today. Here's where we're going to wrap this up with. Get to a meeting. It's real simple. People ask me all the time, how do, I, how do you stay sober? How do I get sober? It's real simple. You accept you got an issue. You get to a meeting. You find a sponsor. And you work the steps. Start there. See if that works. Put in work. Put in work. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. You can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us on Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy, and at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Love you guys. Peace, love, and respect. Thanks again to Foundations. Thanks again to Humans Music. I'm out. Keep your blood clean.